Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. My goodness. Hey, I got so much when I was saved, but I want to talk to you a little bit about, about, you know, the world calling me a loser. Let me tell you something. I am a loser. I, there, there's some gospel songs out there. There's some gospel songs out there that talk about, look at all I've lost and all these different things like that. It's, it's, they're, they're good songs. They're good songs. But I just kind of want to, I want to kind of preach through some things real quick. And I know there are seven points and that means you'll get a good nap. But listen to me. If you'll sit, if you'll just hang in there just a little while, I've lost some things. There was a man one day, he was an elderly gentleman, he was picked up by the police and brought back to his home and the family was inside, his wife was inside and all and they said, ma'am, we, we picked, him up at the, picked him up at the park, he said he was lost. They said, why in the world, said, said, said Frank, you, you, know, you know your way, you've been, there 30, you've been there over 30 years, you've been walking this park and he just reached over and he, he whispered to her, he said, I wasn't lost, I was just too tired to come home. You know, so, so hey, hey, listen, listen, here, here's the thing, here's the thing. I, there's a lot of things I want to lose. I thought about losing weight, but I don't, I'm not a loser. You know what I mean? So I don't. I, I thought about doing that, and I, but here, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about what God does. When God gets a hold of your soul, you say, "Oh, look at all I'm getting, Sammy. Look at it, and you are." And I'll talk about that in a minute. But think about all the things that Ryan lost. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through that for just a minute. I will talk to you for that just a minute. If you will, please stand for the reading of God's word. We're gonna be in His word, and I'm gonna tell you something, folks. I hope I hope you're counting that cost. Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14 says this: If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That, that's not hating them like that. This is in comparison to Jesus. What he's saying here is, if guys, you've got to choose between somebody who's saying, don't follow the Lord or follow the Lord, and you say, I'm just going to make peace with my family, he says, that ain't right. You've got to follow me no matter what. Verse 27, and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, listen to this, which of you intending to build a tower sitteth down, not down first and counteth the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever ye be that, you fors- not, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. You may be seated. Folks, it's a hard road. It's a hard road to hoe. It's talking about what you're going to give up. I'm telling you, folks, this morning somebody said in Sunday school, and I appreciate their, their candid nature and what they were saying, but they said, Ryan, we decided we were going to help out in this particular ministry, and as soon as we did, the devil started attacking. And you know that's what the truth is. You know that's what the truth is. Let me tell you something. While we're at it, while we're at it, we got a need for some middle school uh, 
folks to come in and help in middle school, come and help in high school. We've got some that we need in all different areas of the church. And our, our children's program, we certainly need some people to come and, 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 and be a part of the kids' program and help them in the Sunday school classes. Brother Jim was telling me this morning, we need some people, some backup teachers and all. But I'm going to tell you something. If you think, hey, I could sit here and I could say, you know what? If you come, you'll get a blessing. Yes, you will get a blessing. You will. But you'll get some trouble too. You think the devil wants you teaching children? No. He's coming after. He's going to see what he has to do and how much pressure he can put on you to stop what it is that you're doing. Hey, the first thing I lost when I came to know Jesus, the first thing I lost was my mind. Now, a lot of you laugh because you know I've lost my mind, but it's in a different way. Amen? Of all the things I've lost, I miss my mind the most. Amen? But here's the thing. No, 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 no. Listen, listen to me carefully. I lost my mind. I had a mind that defied God. I had a mind that said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to, I'm going to live like I want to live. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I did what I wanted to do. And every time it would take me to destruction and turmoil. Folks, listen to me. There are a lot of people out there building houses. I mean, they're building houses like nobody's business. Brother Ed told me, Ed Johnson in the back there told me, he said, man, I can't even give them a price anymore. He said, prices are going up so fast and, 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 and so incredibly. He says, I'll come in and I'll say, yes, I'll build your house. I don't mind building your house, but you can't nail me down to a price because these are lumber prices and everything going up so fast, so fast. But folks, in, the, in this building industry, there are people also, they're still renting out there. Now, I wonder if you think for just a minute that you're in an apartment, you're in an apartment building, you got this apartment, it is run down, it is, it is just junk, you're barely able to survive in the place, you can see the, you can see, uh, uh, you can see the people underneath you through the floors, the carpets are torn up, it's nasty and it's dirty, and the landlord keeps knocking on that door and saying, give me my rent, give me my rent. When you get saved, let me tell you what's happening. When you get saved, a new landlord buys the place. And comes in and cleans that place up, puts down new wood, cleans it all up, makes it nice and fresh and clean. And then comes and says, says hey, there's a cost to following me, but I'm going to be right there with you. And we're going to make sure you're living, living like you should and all. But here's what the devil's going to do. The old landlord, every once in a while, is going to come knocking on your door. And the old landlord's going to go to beating on that door and say, hey, you owe me money. You owe me. You don't owe them. What is it? Listen, this is my place. And that's when you say, devil, let me explain something to you. See, when I gave my life to Christ, I gave my mind to Christ. You don't have a right to my apartment anymore. You don't have a right to this place. I got a new landlord, praise God. I got a new mind in Jesus Christ. Romans says this, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind, Mark 12, love the Lord with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, all of it. Making sure that you, making sure that you love him with everything you have. Folks, I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you this, and this is truth for the young people and it's truth for the older people. You know what they say in science? They say, you are the sum total of the five people you hang around the most. That's why it's critical that the Christians spend time with God. Because I'm going to tell you something. Some of the people you hang around sometimes, you, I, they're going to rub off on you. It's going to be. Let me tell you what's happening in the culture today. I, I, Amy sent me this article the other day. And I was reading this article Amy sent me. And, and a lot of you send me these. But listen to this carefully. There are, some, there are some states right now that have said we're going to get rid of high-level math. Because there's an inequity. There's an inequity amongst the races. We, we got to get rid of high-level math. Wait, listen, listen. That's the most racist thing you could possibly say right there. 
See, they're talking about iniquity. You're saying, you're saying this particular folk that, that they, can't, they can't do high-level math or these can't do high-level math or this can't. Let me tell you something. I was in chemistry class. Amy and I were in chemistry class together, and we had a chemistry together. Isn't that funny? All right, but we were, we were in chemistry class together. Hey, and, and, and they're the two brightest, the two, two brightest students in that class. I mean, it, listen, they, they, it didn't matter. They aced everything. The two ones that aced those t- tests were, were, were black gentlemen in that class. Let me tell you something. They said, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Let me tell you something. This nation is trying to divide us. It's trying to divide us. And it's saying, hey, let's do, hey, let's get rid of high-level math because it's inequitable. It's, it's this, that, and the other. No, what they want to do is they want to dumb us down so much that they can't do whatever they want to to us. But you see, what I can tell the government and everybody else is, listen, I got a new mind. I'm thinking a little differently. I want us all to love one another. I want us to get through this. But the government's trying to do this. Listen, it, these idiots are still having children up in Congress. We got to stop that. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, but I don't need to say that. Amen? Sometimes it comes out. No, don't. No. Don't ag it on. Folks, it's not improvement. It's transformation. I'll tell you something else I lost. I lost my dreams. From about age 11, I dreamed of being a politician. I sure did. I'd read and I'd study and I knew the issues and I knew them all. And I'd go and I, I'd do everything I could. You've heard this story. But I, but, but I did everything I could. I, I would go to I, these, these parents, these dads would get me together and they'd say, listen, we're going to train you in this. We're going to teach you this. We're going to teach you this. This is what's going on in the government. This is what's happening in the government. And they would train me and they would teach me and all this. And I wanted that so bad. I wanted it so bad. You can ask Amy. She didn't want that for me. And, and there were people that said, listen, we're not going to vote for you because we don't want you to go up there and become one of them. We don't want you to become one of them. And I, I always didn't understand that really. I was like, well, listen, this is my dream. And then finally I decided that I was going to go after it and all. And I said, Lord, you know, I'm preaching and you know, I'm teaching and you know, you know that this, I just believe you're sending me there. You're sending me there to do something, to do something good there. And I remember the night of the election, I said to him this, I said, Lord, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I ask you that it, I ask that it not be so embarrassing that the kids are embarrassed, and Amy's embarrassed, and everybody's embarrassed. But Lord, right there at that table, I really knew what God wanted. I've been preaching places, teaching places, all that, all that. And we got there, hey, listen, listen, listen. And it got this close election, I lost that election. I thought to myself, man, this, this is pretty hard. But I said, Lord, no matter what you do, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And then I had to, you know, and, and it, there's no comparison, but just hear me on this because there's an analogy, but there's no comparison in the magnitude. I had to get by my rock. And I had to say, Lord, not my will, but yours. Lord, if you can take this cup from me, you take the embarrassment from me, if you can take the pain from me, take it from me. He said, Ryan, it's not, you got to understand, I'm going to give you a new dream. 
I'm going to give you a new dream. See, you lose your dream, but you get a new dream. You get a dream God gives you. You say, oh, listen, these things are happening. This happened. I couldn't go. And maybe he's giving you a dream, a secular dream, not, not an ungodly one, but a secular one. Build your business or whatever those things may be or your, your ministry here or ministry there. Or he's told you to do this or grow here or change here or be disciplined here. He's told you all those things. He's giving you that dream. But listen, when you get born again, suddenly he'll come in and he'll say, listen, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove the poison. I'm going to be the doctor and you got this poison over here I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to lance this out. I'm going to cut this. I'm, it's going to be painful. Listen, God does something inside of you. He changes your dreams, praise God. Oh yeah, you lose some. You lose some. But God, you say, well Ryan, there's some things I'd like to go back and change. You say, God, God did this in my life but I'd like to go back and change it. Let me tell you something about what you'd do. You'd mess it up. You'd mess it up. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Should have never happened kind of thing. But if you try to go back and change it, I'll, I'll tell you something else too. I'll tell you something else. I lost a lot of friends. I used to hang out with them, Sammy. I used to hang out with them. Hey, nothing better, nothing better than to drink a few beers and to fight somebody and wake up the next day wondering how you lost a tooth. Amen? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I lost a lot of friends. Hey, they said, they said, how do you get away? Ryan, if I get saved and I give my life to Christ and I really submit, how do I get rid of these bad friends, these friends that are influencing me? You don't have to worry about it. If you get really saved, if you get really saved, all of a sudden, hey, I got, I got saved. You got what? I got saved? What does that mean? I got born again. What? What does that mean? Hey, what? You're a kook? Are you one of them Christian kooks? You're a holy roller, a Bible thumper? You one of those? Oh, my goodness. Hey, listen, they don't call you. Hey, but they're more than willing to welcome you back. For a few weeks, they'll call you up and they'll say, hey, you want to go to say, oh, yeah, that's right, I'm sorry. That's right, I, I, I'm sorry. Hey, listen, listen. People say, well, church, you don't, need, you don't need to go to church. Let me tell you something, folks. This is why we need each other. Because, see, these are the ones that say you can make it. These are the ones that say, the, 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 what's the old saying? The banana doesn't get peeled till it's away from the bunch. So when you get, when you get out of there, when you get out there and by yourself, see the reason we come back here for is a little more energy. For a little more, a little more, somebody patting us on the back saying, listen, you're going to make it through there. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. You'll lose some friends. Let me tell you something. Those friends will leave you faster than the roadrunner. You remember that? Beep, beep. It'll leave you. And they're going to leave you, and they're going to leave you. But guess who never leaves you or forsakes you? Jesus Christ will never leave you or forsake you. Listen, I, but I want to tell you something. I want, I, I want to tell you something. <laughs> Some people are driving around in basic Christianity. Let me tell you a little bit about what I mean. Your friends know you're a Christian, but you're driving around in, in just the, the plain old model. There was a farmer one day that went to... Went to get a car from a used car salesman. He said, man, I want a new car. He went in there and he said, uh, he said, listen, I, I want to buy this car right here. The guy said, well, you know, we got several models of this car here. He said, well, I, this is the one I want. And I, I saw the price in the newspaper and it said this price right here. He said, uh, he said, yeah, but you got to understand with all the, all the accessories on it, it's going to cost you a little more. He added this and he added this. You know how I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, if you want windows, it's going to cost you more. You know what I'm talking about. So anyway, he started adding all this stuff up, and the farmer, it got more and more expensive. Finally, the farmer said, okay, 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 whatever. 
Oh, but then came the day. Then came the day the car salesman needed a cow. He went over that, he went to that farmer and he asked for a cow and that farmer said this, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. He said, cow will be $500, but wait a second, wait a second, that's just the basic model. <laughs> he said, for the two-tone exterior, it'll be $45. For the extra stomach, it'll be $75. For the milk storage compartment, it'll be $60. For the straw recycling compartment, it'll be $120. For the four handy spigots, it'll be $10 each, $40. For the leather upholstery, it'll be $125. For the dual horns, $45. Automatic rear fly swatter, $38. <laughs> Natural fertilizer attachment, $185. <laughs> Folks, listen to me. Here's the problem. A lot of us walking around this world Friends know you're a Christian, but you're walking around in the basic model. You're walking around in the basic model. You, you said, oh, listen, I'm a Christian, and that's enough. Oh, no, no, God says, I want you to grow. I want you to grow in me. I want you to have power, the power that I'll give you. I want you to have life more abundantly. I want, you to, I want you to have those things. You can't have those things with a basic model. And guess what? If you want the accessories to Christianity, it's going to cost you. It is. Salvation doesn't cost you a dime, folks. But if you want the power of the Holy Spirit on you, it's going to cost you, and it's going to be painful. And there are going to be times you have to go through hard things, folks. Oh, Listen, I lost a bunch of friends. Let me tell you what else I lost. I lost my vocabulary. I got saved and had to give up half my vocabulary. I did. I, I, look, 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 Ephesians 4 and 29 says this. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. The message paraphrase says this. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Look, I'm going to tell you a little something. The RC version, listen to this. That Ryan Christopher version. If you have a yuck mouth, shut your mouth. Amen? This point's going to be real quick. You didn't cuss around my granny. You cuss, she'd knock you, she would knock you so far that Google couldn't find you. Amen? <laughs> I mean, she, she'd mess you up. She'd jack you up. She came from a hard life. She did. Or in front of a hard life. She'd jack you up. What'd you say, boy? <laughs> She'd wash your mouth out with soap. Hey, look, that was the kind of granny I had, but she, she loved me. She loved me. Washing your mouth out with soap, that reminds me. Whenever I say the word exercise, I wash my mouth out with a Krispy Kreme. Amen? That's what, that's what I do. <laughs> but, 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 but hear me, 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 hear me. All right, here's what, here's what the deal is. When you get saved, I know it's hard. I've been in Atlanta traffic. I've been in line at the long line at the, at, the, uh, at the restaurant. I've had people cut me off in traffic. I, I've had all that happen. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you, this is the truth. This is the truth. And listen, I'm not trying to be a man of the law. I'm trying to tell you what Ephesians said. It said, don't have a yuck mouth. Listen to me, listen to me. One of the first things they're going to see about you one of the first ways they can tell who you belong to is your mouth. That's one of the first things. Listen, if you go out there and you talk like everybody else, and you know, listen, I'm just trying to get along. I'm in construction, Ryan. This is the way we talk. Not Christians. See, you're mad, you're mad at me. You know, listen, he's, all, he's meddling in my business. I just told you what the Bible said. 
Hey, listen, I know it's hard. I know it is. Oh, listen, I'll get around my buddies and I'll say this and I'll say that and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and somebody, somebody will come up to me, a good Christian brother, uh, and, and will say, Ryan is such and such a cuss word. If you've got to ask, don't say it. I mean, if you've got to ask if car is a cuss word, don't say car. You know, but listen, you know what the deal is. If it sounds like it ought not come out of your mouth, don't say Listen, encourage people and love people and help people. Hey, I tell you what, I got a, uh, I got a cup right here. Now, l- listen to me. I'm going to be quick, and you've all seen this. You've all seen this, but listen to me. If I fill this with water, if I fill it with water, and I come over here, and I tell Sammy, shake my arm. Shake it. You got to do better than Sammy. Come on, shake it. If it's full of water, all that water is going to come out. But if it's empty, he can shake my arm all over the place. He can shake me up. Listen, listen, listen. If I'll empty myself of sin, if I'll do it, look, you're not, you're, look, you're not going to be perfect. But if I'll empty myself of this stuff, hey, if they cut me off in traffic, it may almost come out of my mouth. And then I got to work on it not even coming up in my head. Then I got to work on that. Because listen, I may be half full and he has to shake it a little harder. Well, Ryan, you don't know how they got on my nerves. That kid got on my nerves and got on my last nerve. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just had to let them have it. And the only way they, I promise you, my kids, my kids knew when I was angry and I never had to cuss at them. Now, granted, I was a little bit in sin because of how much anger I had. <laughs> but all that, folks, they can't do anything to you. If you've emptied yourself of that and filled yourself with the Holy Spirit. See, I lost my vocabulary, folks. I, I, I lost that. But let me tell you something else I lost. I lost my nerve. I'm going to be quick on this. I lost my nerve. You say, Ryan, your courage? No, 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 listen to me. I used to do whatever I wanted to. didn't care what God thought. My life would fall apart in different areas. I'd be, I wonder why this is happening. I wonder, I wonder why this is happening and that happened. And then God would say, you're down there shaking your fist at me. That's why. Oh, when I got saved, I got on my knees. I said, God, I want to give it all to you. But then in return, oh, in return, he gave me a godly courage. He says, now you'll stand up for me. Now you'll do, now you do what I've asked you to do. Let, 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 let me read something to you. This is, this is Winston Churchill's words. He said this. He said, victory at all cost. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory, however long and hard the road may be. For without victory, there's no survival. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight in the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island. Whatever the cost may be, we shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight in the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Wouldn't it be something if we had enough courage to say to Congress and the rest of this nation, we will will not surrender praise God I lost my nerve I lost my audacity but I gained tenacity I'll tell you something else I lost my excuses folks somebody said well listen I'm not going I'm not going to serve in the children's ministry you say well nobody would say that well I'm just giving you a chance to Somebody serving, I won't serve in the children's ministry because I'm not the quarterback. In football, guys, here's the deal. And gals, here's the, here's the deal. You already know it. You, you watch enough of it. You can get six points. You can get three points. You can get one point. You can get two points in football. Different plays. But most of the reason you get those points 
is not because of the ones crossing that line, but the ones who never score a point. If you ain't got a good defense, you're about going to lose. If you ain't got a good line for a quarterback, you are going to lose. If you don't have those people who are willing to get in the trenches and do those jobs that nobody else wants to do, ain't nobody out there doing these big contracts, maybe one or two. I know there's one or two big contracts for the linemen, maybe for an offensive tackle or something. No big con- they don't get all the commercials and stuff. They don't get to walk in there and get those. Big- all they want to get to do that are the quarterbacks and receivers and running backs and all that kind of stuff like that. The guy who's making the tackles every time. It don't count all those other people. Those people who are in the trenches doing that work. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I lost my excuses when I got saved. God, I'm supposed to serve you. You said, what did Jesus say? If you love me, do my commandments. If I could just, if I lost my excuses, but look, 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 I lost my excuses, but I found results. I started doing what God asked me to do. Look, anything, listen, anything short of being dead and you have a purpose for God. We just did, Pastor Rex and I did three funerals last week. Three funerals last week. He and I were talking and I said, I said, Pastor, I think it's been close to 15 since January that we put, or sent to heaven rather, put in the ground and sent to heaven. He said, I think so. If you can stop right now and you can feel your heart beat or if you can, you can realize that you're breathing, you've got a purpose with God. And you've got a purpose in your church. You've got a purpose in your church. I lost my excuses. I lost them. And listen, I can tell you, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I lost my excuses to live a full life. I'm going to do this. Larry Bean came to me this morning. I was sitting in my office. He said, Ryan, uh, I want you to pray for me. I said, Larry, I'll pray for you. Let's pray right now. I'm, that's the kind of, I, I don't want to forget it. I don't want to lie to you because if I lie to you about that, I'm lying to God. So let's pray right now. Got through praying. He said, Ryan, he said, uh, I tell you what, I'm not going to get her to speak. I'll be in trouble anyway. Amy, will you come up here just for a second? I'm not going to get you to speak. Come up, come up here. Come up here. I'm not going to get her to speak. I'm not. And this just happened this morning. Blame Larry. Blame Larry. Blame Larry. Oh, she's saying, listen to me. Larry said, Larry said, Ryan. See, Larry misses mama. He, he misses his wife. See, when, it, when she first passed away, she first passed away, you're strong, Larry. And then it started hurting. Larry said to me, Ryan, whatever you do, Go home, give her a hug, and tell her you love her. Amen? Amen? I love you. Folks, listen. There's an awful lot I lost. There's an awful lot I lost. And, and listen, listen, I lost my excuses. I, I should have I should have been saying, oh, God, you know, I, I can't do this and this. Look what all God's done for me. He's given me life and life abundantly. And just like Larry said, why don't you go home and love people? Why don't we, why don't we go home and love each other and give to each other and, and serve each other and love each other and invite people to know Jesus and all those things? I lost my excuses. Listen, those people, those people who are good at making excuses are seldom good for anything else. I lost my excuses. Praise God, but I <laughs> I lost my destination. 
There was a <laughs> there were a couple of friends. They were older. They were older, and they loved baseball. They loved baseball. And they would go to baseball games together. Even at their age, they would play baseball. They were both in their late 70s. They'd go and play with some of the younger cats. They would play it and all. And listen, one of them passed away one day and went to heaven. He got to heaven, and when he got in there, he, he realized that, hey, listen, man, they're, they're playing baseball up here. And Peter was playing baseball, all of them, all of them. The other one had said when they were alive, he said, whoever gets to heaven first, somehow let the other one know there's baseball. He said, okay. So he was up there and he saw there was baseball. So he got a message in a dream to his buddy. It was so vivid and real. He got a message to his buddy and he said, I got good news and I got bad news. So what's the good news? Good news is there's baseball in heaven. He said, well, what's the bad news? He said, you're scheduled to pitch on Saturday. Amen. <laughs> Folks, listen to me. I was... Let's just be real. I was on my way to hell, Keith. I, and I didn't care. I didn't care. I mean, you, listen, Granny and all the rest of them, they, listen, they try to tell you about it. Oh, listen, I'm having this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Hey, look, and, and look, look, I've been lost. Back in, back in the early days, raise your hand if you remember Tom Tom. Not GPS, but Tom Tom GPS. Listen, it didn't have a clue where you were going. It made it look like you did. It didn't know. Listen, you could be, look, all of a sudden you got this big blue thing and you're like, why am I in the middle of a big blue thing? Right? Because you're in a lake. Amen? <laughs> but I was on my way. I was on my way, folks. I was on my way to hell. That's where I was going. And look, look, I was at that destination and God said, listen, listen, I got somewhere else for you to be. We did, we did Martha Robertson's funeral. Pastor Rex and I did Martha Robertson's funeral. And we were there, and, and, and Brother Keith had, had uh, done a couple of songs and things. And we were at this funeral and stuff. And, and, uh, but let me tell you about Martha real quick, and then I'm done. I promise you. I promise you. Martha, she, she had ALS, awful disease, awful. They told her when she got it, she grabbed me at Ingalls one day, and she pulled me over. She said, Ryan, I, they say I got ALS. They say I got three to five years to live. And we followed along. She ended up breaking her leg as a result of not being able to walk well. And she got, she got through that. Ended up at the nursing home up there, Brightmore, such. Got made so many good friends up there with the nurses and all of those people up there. But then it came time to what she said, as long as I can talk and, and I can breathe, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Well, she got to where her breathing was a little labored. And she told her, she told her family, she said this. She says, I just want to talk to y'all. Now, this is, we, we shared this at the funeral because, I, I mean, so this is nothing that, that they don't want shared. She said, I want to talk to y'all. I, I know where I'm going. <laughs> and if I can't talk to you guys, I just go and, rather go and be with Jesus. She says, I'm not going to do anything other than they keep trying to, I get so sick with this food. I, I, I'm just not going to eat anymore, guys. I, I just, I'm just going to keep going. I, I just, I, I want to, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking my life. I'm, I'm just saying I can't keep this food down. I can't, she said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go on and be with Jesus. Just a few days later as they're in there with her, was supposed to be a very laborious breathing session. I mean, she's supposed to be absolutely gasping for air at this moment. They've been praying for her. She's talked to him a little bit. She's not. So all of a sudden, she just, she just stopped breathing. 
They had been praying for peace. She said, Ryan, this is Diane. Diane said, Ryan, we were almost giddy that the Lord took her in such a peaceful way when it could have been so awful. You see, Miss Martha knew where she was going. Let me say this. Uh, I heard this saying the other day. Keith Kane said, man, have you ever heard it? And I've used it. I've used it a couple of times this week. Guess what, guys? You don't have to go to heaven, but you can't stay here. You don't, you don't have to go to heaven, but you can't stay here. Let me, let me tell you what we got here, folks. Let me tell you what we got here. Here's, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. When I got saved, I lost all kinds of things. I got, I got them right here. When I got saved, I lost my mind, but he, I gained the mind of Christ. I gained a clear mind. I lost my dream, but God gave me a new dream. I lost my friends, but I gained a whole new family. Praise God. I lost, I lost my vocabulary, but now I know words like saved and sanctified and forgiven and, and eternity and heaven and salvation and praise God and all these other other things washed in the blood I didn't know what washed in the blood I know what it means now do you want to know what it means praise God I lost my nerve but he gave me a whole new courage I lost my excuses but I gained reasons to obey and I lost my destination praise God in the middle of this I was on my way to heaven I'm on my way to hell now I'm on my way to heaven let me tell you I keep losing stuff along the way too I'll lose this and I'll lose this but every time I do I regain something a thousand fold I regain something a thousand fold if I lose the awful anger that I have sometimes, he gives me peace that passes all understanding, praise God. Listen to me. I look at all I've lost, and I praise God for it. You say, oh, Ryan, you're just a loser. Yes, praise God, I'm a loser. But look at all I've gained, praise God. Look at all I've gained. Every head bowed and every eye closed as the musicians come. As the musicians come. Maybe there's somebody in this room today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Friend, let me tell you something. You can make your life right with God today. You can make it right with him today. You say, Ryan, how do I make it right with him? Well, friend, you've got to believe he died on the cross for your sins. You've got to believe he died on the cross for your sins. You've got you to believe that he lives again, that he rose again. And that he paid the price for those sins. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.